You're listening to a podcast from DTB. Welcome to the DTB In This Issue podcast for volume 49, number three for March 2011. My name is Alex Taylor and I'm DTB's editorial assistant and I'm with Ike Yanacho, the DTB editor. Hello. The editorial for this issue is Don't Bank on Savings. Would you be able to elaborate on this one? Sure. Um, This editorial talks about two aspects of generic medicines. Now, people familiar with that term will know that generic medicines are an important aspect of healthcare. Um, They are a way often of of, uh, minimising cost spending on spending of uh, on drugs um, compared to branded drugs which tend to be much more expensive but this editorial focuses on two aspects of generic medicines which have the potential to cause unexpected cost increases or, or at least not the savings that people might expect so we talk about in particular category m uh, pricing of, of generic medicines and also the subject of branded generic drugs. Um, and and in, in both cases, we, we highlight how um, spending on those particular products, uh, while it may look like it can uh, minimise costs, might in the long term not be in the interests of, of patients or indeed the NHS. OK, thanks for that. How is the new... DTV look coming along. Have you had some good feedback or any uh, feedback? We've we've had some interesting feedback about the the, the change in, in format and and content. So uh, it's, it's early days, but um, yes, we're we're pleased with it, and and we hope that people will continue to supply us with comments, which will focus our thinking on any necessary changes. Great. And are you taking comments into the DTB inbox? Yes, uh, people can email us at dtb at bmjgroup.com with any comments, suggestions. Okay. So the DTB Select for March, one that's caught my eye is mammography screening harms versus benefits. Yes, um, this, uh, this select item is really a commentary on and review of a systematic review on mammography. The, the review looks at evidence, really, on the benefits of, of doing mammography and also the potential harms. So what we've tried to do is, is present an overview, but also with some commentary, particularly on the issue of whether mammography is always of benefit. Sometimes a message given to women who are being considered for mammography screening is that actually this will definitely help them, uh, and therefore it must be a good thing to go for screening. But the picture is a little more complex than that, and uh, that's what we try to show in this select item. Um, sometimes the, it isn't c- such a clear-cut benefit, and, and women need to be aware of that bef- when considering whether to have screening. Oh, that's great. Thank you, Ike. Uh, that's one of 10 DTV select items that um, we chose to talk about. If you'd like to see the rest, you can see them on our website at dtb.bmj.com. Um, let's talk about the first article, which is post-exposure prophylaxis for HIV. Yes. Um, one of the issues surrounding uh, HIV is that people come into contact with it, or can come into contact with it, f- for, for example, through occupational exposure. So healthcare professionals, for example, treating um, patients who have HIV infection um, in some circumstances can become exposed to blood or other body fluids and therefore there's a potential for infection. 
Um, there's also clearly the, the, the potential for infection through um, non-occupational exposure, for example, sexual exposure. What this article looks at is the use of uh, antiretroviral drugs to prevent transmission of of HIV in such circumstances. In particular, we consider what evidence actually surrounds this area. So how good is post-exposure prophylaxis, PEP as it's called, how good is it in actually preventing transmission? What evidence is there on that? We also consider the guidelines surrounding this area. So there are published guidelines in in the UK about um, when people should have PEP, how long it should be continued, what sort of drugs should be used, and when they should, and how they should be followed up. So we consider all those areas as well. So the the aim of the article really is to inform people about the current state of affairs as far as PEP's concerned. Let's go on to the next article. It's based on pain management programs for chronic pain. Yes, um, chronic pain is very common, and it's very hard to treat in some in, in many circumstances. And one of the ways of addressing it, which is, I suppose, becoming increasingly popular or, or, or increasingly talked about at least, is the idea of a pain management program. So these are multidisciplinary programs trying to help people with chronic pain and with the specific aim of, of improving their quality of life and helping them to deal with the pain rather than necessarily reducing the pain itself. So the programs vary greatly in, in, in exact content, but the common theme through them is that they are uh, multidisciplinary, so you have lots of specialists involved in running the program. They tend to be held as group programs rather than as individual treatments, so you'd have groups of people with chronic pain. And the programs themselves tend to be based around cognitive behavioural therapy principles. So this article looks at really whether pain management programs actually do much good for for patients because if they do clearly it's something that should be considered perhaps for people with chronic pain and if if they don't then clearly people like commissioners and so on might think twice about whether to refer people to something which is a potentially expensive way of managing the condition. How do you define chronic pain? Good question. It tends to be um, pain that's been around for three months so that tends to be the standard definition. That's great. Thank you. So now we have, as of last month, we have a CME and CBD section to go alongside these two articles. You can find that in our DTV print issue or online. To read any of the material we discussed here today, please visit our website at dtv.bmj.com. And, of course, if you have any feedback, please let us know. You can contact us via our inbox, which is dtb at bmjgroup.com. Thanks a lot. For more information about this programme and other BMJ Group podcasts, go to podcasts.bmj.com.